from anxiety to empathy. Our need for each other is not an obstacle to overcome, but a virtue to be celebrated. Robert F. Allen We know how anxiety is related to stress, as discussed in the Science of Stress workbook, but less understood is how empathy can turn off the stress response. Empathy and the Stress Response We know that emotions are the result of certain ways of thinking. Once these emotions develop, especially negative emotions, they need to be released because trapped emotions can cause a lot of tension and stress. As we have discussed, when the stress response turns on, sometimes the logical mind disappears and the lizard brain takes over. I don't know many lizards with deep, meaningful relationships. Lizard brains tend to make decisions that in relationships create even more tension, problems, hurt feelings, and stress. Empathic listening releases trapped emotions, validates people, and creates atmospheres for positive relationships and far less stress. The paradigm of anxiety in relationships is this. I need to intervene, but I might not know what to do. I need to solve this person's problems. I need to fix this person. I need to take control. The empathy paradigm is this. I need to understand how this person feels. That's the best thing I can do right now. I don't need to fix anything. I don't need to control. My job is just to listen. Simply understanding and allowing this person to be heard is the most important thing. The root of most relationship problems is the feeling that I am not understood. In almost every relationship where there is an obvious conflict, you will almost always notice that the people involved are not trying to understand the other people involved. They are more invested in getting across their own point of view, their own problems and concerns. When you actively try to understand other people, respecting their frame of reference and uniqueness, you give them the freedom to say what they really think and feel. This affirms them and fosters trust in the relationship. It also gives them the chance to release stored up emotional tension in a safe environment. Most of us are rarely trained on how to listen. Most people merely listen with the intent to reply. As a result, they do not develop positive connections with others. Empathy fosters relationships and reduces social stress. It is an active listening that helps a person feel understood and validated. There are two ways that people commonly listen. Listening autobiographically leads to poor communication. Listening empathically leads to great communication. Examples of listening autobiographically, ignoring, pretending to listen, evaluating, ordering, directing, or threatening, giving advice, making suggestions, or providing solutions, telling people what they should do, moralizing, disagreeing, judging, criticizing, or blaming, shaming, ridiculing, or labeling, interpreting, or analyzing, questioning, or probing. These might seem like well-meaning ways of listening, but they are driven by your own autobiography and your desire to fix the problem for them. On the other hand, 
Here are some examples of listening empathically. Seek first to understand. Listening with your heart. Being respectful. Allowing the speaker to feel what he or she feels no matter how irrational. Connecting with the speaker's feelings. The speaker feels heard, affirmed, acknowledged. These are the best ways to listen. They let the other person release feelings without fear of judgment and then allow them to resolve their own problems. Getting to a place where you are listening empathically involves a focus on mindfulness. In order to understand how someone is feeling, you have to be focused on the present moment, here and now. Autobiographical listening, on the other hand, implies that you aren't present. This type of listening invariably takes your thoughts into your own past and compares that with what is being said to you now. Usually this frustrates someone who wants to be heard, which commonly results in tension and anxiety. Four Developmental Steps for Empathic Listening There are four steps involved in listening empathically. Mastery of one moves you to the next. Step four combines the first three steps. Practice with each step until you are comfortable with it and then move to the next one. Be patient. You probably won't be very skilled at first. Allow yourself to make mistakes. This type of listening takes practice. Step one. Mimic the content of the communication. Simply repeat back to the speaker exactly what is said. For example, if someone says, I like my job, but I don't feel challenged, you would say, you like your job, but you don't feel challenged. To mimic, just listen and repeat verbatim what is said. Be careful here, you don't want to sound like a callous parrot, so make sure your voice intonation and body language show that you are interested and concerned. The way to do that is to really be interested and concerned. Do this cautiously. You're just getting warmed up with this step. Generally, what you'll notice when you listen this way is that the person speaking will recognize that you are really interested in listening. Hopefully, he or she will want to continue sharing their feelings with you. Step 2. Rephrase the content. You put the speaker's meaning in your own words with this step. This takes more thought on your part. For example, the other person says, I'm very concerned about my son. I don't think he is doing as well as he could academically. To rephrase the content, you might respond, You're worried your son isn't doing well in school. Rather than saying what she said verbatim, you say it back to her using different words while making sure you say the same thing she said. It's usually best to do this with a much shorter version of what she said. Do not try to read more into it than she said. You're simply opening the gate, giving her psychological freedom to continue speaking. Step 3. Reflect feeling. Here, you listen and look for the emotion behind the words, observing facial expression, body language, and voice, such as tone, intensity, and volume, etc. For example, if the person says, I talked with my supervisor about how I could get a raise. I just wanted to know the criteria they use in giving raises, and he got mad and jumped all over me. I can't work for a guy like that. Reflecting the emotional content, you might say, you're upset and angry. 
you feel like you are misunderstood. In this step, you're doing your best to reflect back what the person is feeling. You may not always get it right, but that's not necessarily a bad thing. When you try to reflect feelings, she is going to really sense that you are in her world, listening, understanding, and being mindful. Step 4. Rephrase the content and reflect the feeling. You put both the speaker's verbal meaning and emotional content in your own words. For example, with regard to the last expression, you might say, It hurts, being the emotion, when you get reprimanded for seeking information, the content. You're not agreeing or disagreeing with the person. You're only attempting to reflect your understanding of what the other person says and feels. This fourth step is ultimately listening with empathy. You are combining steps two and three. You are responding like an emotional mirror. You are reflecting back to the person the content and feelings of what he or she is saying. You aren't adding anything more to it. A mirror only reflects what is in front of it, and so should you when you listen empathically. Empathy diffuses emotional energy and helps other people get emotional tension off their chest. Many stressful interactions filled with defensiveness, guilt, blame, and frustration are often dissolved as both parties begin to trust each other enough to open the doors for more honest communication. Please remember, however, when you are listening with empathy that people are vulnerable as they share personal feelings with you. It is your responsibility to have integrity and honor the privacy and obligation of these communications. An example of empathic listening. A student in one of my wife's health courses shared the following story with her. The day after we learned about empathic listening in class, I was substituting at a local elementary school. Before I went to class, I was warned by almost everyone about a girl who would make my life hell that day. She had a lot of behavior problems and often tried to get attention by doing disruptive things. When I went to class, I found out they were right. This fifth grader was trouble all day. I tried everything they teach us in our education classes on how to manage these types of students, but nothing worked. I was about to send her to the principal's office when I thought about what we learned in class. I thought I had nothing to lose. I got the class working on an assignment, and I told her to meet me on the porch of the portable we were in. She came out defensive and ready for whatever I had in store for her. When we got out there, I had no idea what to do, so we just stood there for quite a while. Finally, I said something like, It's frustrating when you don't really want to be in school. She just looked at me and didn't say anything. We stood there for a long time, and I was beginning to worry about the other kids in the classroom, but I just kept staying out there with her. Finally, I think she realized I was serious about listening to her. She told me that her parents were getting a divorce and it was all her fault. The first thing I wanted to do was say it wasn't her fault, but I remembered that would squash her trust in me that I would just listen. So I said something like, that must be a heavy burden to carry. She started to cry and she poured out her heart to me for the next 10 minutes. I tried to keep listening empathically. I guess I was the first person who just let her say how she felt. I was the first person who did not tell her that her feelings were wrong 
that she shouldn't feel the way she did. After that, she was the model student. She was happy the rest of the day. She even stayed in from recess to help me clean up the classroom. She was really a wonderful little girl who was going through a really hard time and needed someone to validate how she was feeling. I think inside she understood that the divorce wasn't her fault, but she felt out of control and helpless, and that is just how it came out. I realized the power that real listening can have. I didn't have to do anything. As young as she was, she knew the answers. She just needed someone to listen without judging her.